Today we're talking about an ingredient that's excellent but should never be made in a light version. Correct. We're talking about mayonnaise. Oh, I thought you could say olive oil. That's true as well. Okay. But there are some there are some foods that you can make them in a light version and they're okay. Mm. I can't really think of any. <laughs> but um, there are some I know. But mayonnaise is not one of them. So essentially mayonnaise is oil, egg yolk, and either vinegar or lemon juice. Yep. They're like three essential ingredients and you can't take one out. You can't just take the oil out and replace it with some other shit and expect it to taste like mayonnaise. Well, that makes me wonder how they make the light Me version. too, but it's obviously with nothing like oil because it tastes absolutely not like mayonnaise at all. Like it's really... I, I, I've been trying to describe the taste as, as I've been preparing this and I actually can't describe it. It's just like wrong. Mm. Yeah. Because I have eaten a lot of mayonnaise throughout the years. Mayonnaise was a sandwich filling of choice for me in primary school. I used to have tomato, lettuce and mayonnaise, which is pretty... Um, That's advanced. Yeah. Well, my other combos palette. were like peanut butter and carrot. Yeah. But yeah, and then one day my mum started putting um, light mayonnaise in the sandwich and then I had to change to another one because I'm like, this isn't the same. Mm. But I didn't understand. I just thought maybe I didn't like mayonnaise anymore. But now I understand that it she was putting in a light mayonnaise. Don't know why. Um, but yeah, so today we're talking about mayonnaise. We're not talking about the um, light version. Obviously, we're only talking about the actual good version. Okay, let's get heavy. So Jamie Oliver was a big deal in my household growing up. Mm-hmm. My mum loved him and therefore I loved him because I watched the TV shows and had the books like she did. And my claim to fame whenever I had to say like an interesting fact about myself in year eight was I said, my name's Emily and I've been kissed by Jamie Oliver at his concert. Well, what? what? First of all, um, <laughs> peck on the cheek because okay. he was forced to because my mum's friends was friends with his friend or something and yeah. he, he signed our books. Second of all, wasn't a concert. It was more like a, it, well, well, it kind of was. It was like a theatre show and I remember he like called up and got pizza delivered in the time that it took him to, took him to like cook uh, something. It was very interactive. It was he, a stage show. Did he play the drums? Remember he, he always used to like play his own oh. band and stuff? I don't think he did. Mm. I think that maybe was before that. Okay. I, fa- I sound but like I'm disparaging <laughs> Jamie. I, I really, I love Jake. Like yeah, that he's first, great. That first Naked Chef book is, is a killer. I still cook from that. One of my favorite recipes was surprisingly the easiest recipe in one of his books. So this recipe is from the third book, Happy Days with the Naked Chef. Yeah, I don't have that one. And it was um, my favourite one to make. So it's called Fantastic Fish Finger Buddy. And he says, as a chef, I always feel I shouldn't be eating something like a fish finger buddy. But you know what? I think it makes it taste even better. Here's what I do. I remove four fish fingers from the freezer and grill them on each side until crispy and golden. While that's happening, I butter two pieces of nice soft white bread or a white roll, smearing one half generously with tomato ketchup. When the fish fingers are done, I remove them from the grill and place them on the bread, smeared with ketchup. The most important bit is to put the other bread on, the bit of other bread on top, and using a little force, push down, which for some reason seems to make it taste even better. And then that's it, all done. So basically he's just saying put fish fingers <laughs> in a white roll with sauce. Well, actually he says white bread or white roll. Which did yeah, you true. choose? 
Um, white roll. Okay. Not white red. We didn't have that. And also can't help but pick up on the fact that there's no mayonnaise in that recipe. Yeah. So the mayonnaise was a little build that I did. Whoa. Um, Bold. Be- and the reason was I think I got confused because we usually had fish fingers with mayonnaise. That was just like the combo when um, we were having dinner as a kid. And so I think I thought it was weird to have fish fingers and not mayonnaise, but then I didn't remove the ketchup. So it was, I mean, tomato sauce. So it was like mayonnaise and tomato sauce together, which is actually a really good combination. And I also used to put lettuce in there, oh. which he said was too posh. Yeah. But um, it's you're actually good for a bit of crunch. Wow. You're <laughs> like, did you even respect him? He pretty much changed everything that he had on there. <laughs> Look, um, I'm sorry, Jamie. He, he did have I, lettuce I in the picture, actually. All right. Sounds like you were a little bit of a little upstart. But anyway, that's cool. That's cool. It sounds delicious. Okay. Do you have anything in your cupboard where you don't know how it got there and you don't know what you're going to do with it? No, I'm aware of every single item in my cupboard and what it's used for and where it is. All right. Well, I wish I was you (laughs) because I have a jar of Nescafe Blend 43 in my cupboard and it seems to have been there ever s- like since we moved into the house two years ago. It's, as far as I can tell, never been touched in that time that I'm aware of. Is and the foil seal still on? No, it's, it's, well, it's, it's been, been open. Touched. Well, yeah, uh, but uh, not by me. Okay. And if the rock-hard consistency of it is okay. anything to go by, yeah. it hasn't been touched in a little <laughs> while. Um, but this week, and thanks to this episode, I have found something to do with it. And I would very much like to thank... David Chang of Momofuku Restaurant in um, New York City and all sorts of other places. And, you know, he's got a million other restaurants and he's also one of the founders of Lucky Peach magazine that we're a big fan of here. He gave me something to do with instant coffee, red-eye mayonnaise. So as a bit of background, there's a thing called red-eye gravy that uh, he says for the great mass of northerners who may not know better is made by using coffee, often instant coffee, to deglaze a skillet in which country ham has been fried. I have no idea what country ham is <laughs> based on our bacon episode. I don't know what Canadian bacon is. I don't know what country ham is. But anyway, it's a type of ham. And from the picture, it looks like um, kind of almost like hamon or, or um, like a maybe even a sort of prosciutto-y type, type ham that you fry. Um, and then you would deglaze the pan with, with instant coffee and pour it over grits. So this is his riff on red-eye gravy, but... It is a coffee-flavoured mayonnaise that he serves with his country ham platters. Uh, I don't have any country ham platters, but I have some cold chips that we brought from the <laughs> pub um, to try with it. Now, I'll talk you through how it's made. You get an egg, uh, some instant coffee, some water, and some sherry vinegar, and you mix that together in a bowl, and then you add a steady stream of oil like you would making a normal mayonnaise, and you blend it or you hand mix it until it forms into a mayonnaise and em you have some in front of you there Mm, can you describe like what's the color consistency um i would say it's definitely more brown than normal mayonnaise yeah and the consistency is okay yeah it's a bit (laughs) thin yeah it's thinned out a bit um em's having a taste Mm. with a chip um yeah can you get any yeah and it whoa Okay, I had a bit before and it didn't have that much coffee, but this one had a lot of coffee in it. Yeah, right. Maybe it had more at once. But um, yeah, initially you think you can't taste the coffee, but then it has like 
it's like you're inhaling a jar of Nescafe. Like, I feel like it's more of a feeling in your throat. Like a coffee feel, like, and an instant coffee feeling? Mm. Yeah. Actually, it's a little bit depressing because it reminds me of all the times I've had to drunk, drink that coffee because normal coffee was unavailable. Well, I'm glad that I've been able to make for you some depressing mayonnaise. So one of the greatest kinds of mayonnaise in the whole world is Kewpie mayonnaise. Yeah, I agree. So Kewpie on Okonomiyaki, Japanese pancakes is amazing. Kewpie on those little um, fried octopus balls is amazing. Yeah. Basically any food um, in Japan that's fried is enhanced with Kewpie mayonnaise. Yeah. And it's kind of creamier and tangier than standard mayonnaise. Yeah. And it's made a little bit differently. So it contains vegetable oil, egg yolk, rice vinegar, salt, MSG. Yeah. And spices. That's the secret ingredient. I know. It's how so good. much, like, I would love to know how much MSG is in it because it's just, there is a party in your mouth. There's mm. so much umami going on. There's so much, like, creaminess. But it's also a little bit sweet. Yeah. And I think that's from the rice vinegar. Okay. But anyway, it's it's a really good balance of flavors. So yeah, maybe when it comes to QP, maybe we're mayoras. Do you know what that is? I do not know. It's someone who's obsessed with mayonnaise and adds it to every single thing they eat. And in fact, in Japan, there's a restaurant which seems to be run by mayoras because mayonnaise features in every single dish that it serves. Really? Yep. It's called Mayonnaise Kitchen and it's on the western outskirts of Tokyo. And... Um, its website was in Japanese, so I couldn't read it. But I used Google Translate to get a rough translation of some of the dishes. So obviously there's a list of cold salads with mayonnaise, which is expected. But then there are dishes like mayonnaise fondue, shrimp mayo garlic toast, salt mayo cabbage. And then mayonnaise even features in the drinks menu. <laughs> okay. There's a mayote dog, which... Um, tastes like the vodka-based cocktail Salty Dog, but it's served in a glass with mayonnaise on its rim instead of a salt-rimmed glass. Right. It's just like... A mayo um, rim. Yeah, like mayonnaise kind of like squeezed lightly around the rim of the glass. Uh-huh. Um, and the restaurant is owned by someone called Koji Nakamura, who um, in a Reuters article said, people keep discovering various ways to cook food with mayonnaise. If you put it on raw tuna fish with red flesh, it tastes like medium fatty tuna fish. That kind of unpredictability makes it interesting and popular. Uh, true, but also it makes everything better. Yeah. So normally, like if there was, if someone told me in Melbourne tomorrow there's going to be a mayonnaise pop-up, I'd be like, no. Mm. But in Japan, if there was a mayonnaise pop-up, I would be there. I think there's a difference. What I think it's Kewpie. If somebody told you there was a Kewpie mayonnaise pop-up, you'd be there in a second though, right? No, well, if it was Japanese food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I use it for non-Japanese food. Is that okay? Like I use it, you know, like Mexican street corn. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'll, I'll add chipotle to Kewpie and then roll corn in it and then have some manchego cheese on top and squeeze a lime. That's okay, right? That's okay. That's a fu- that's a that's that's an acceptable fusion. Mm. You're thinking about it. I'm processing it. it. You're not sure. <laughs> what kind of mayora are you? <laughs> All right, well, you're talking about people who love mayonnaise, right? Mayoras. Mm-hmm. I was astounded to find that there's people that don't love mayonnaise. We talk about foods people fight about, right? And you did a whole um, 
series in, in broadsheet about it. So, you know, we talked about anchovies, pickles, pineapple and pizza. We both mm. love that, right? It's disgusting. Let's okay. not bring it up. Yeah. So that they're foods that I, I expect people to fight about, but I didn't expect that mayonnaise is one of those ingredients. But there are people, as well as mayoras who love mayonnaise, there's people who hate mayonnaise. And I want to start with, with quite a big name in the anti-mayonnaise game, Barack Hussein Obama. Wow. So there's a list on the New York Times of, of his likes and dislikes. I, have, I haven't got his likes here, but his dislikes are the first one out of the box. Mayonnaise. Also, salt and vinegar potato chips. This is unrelated. Who is this man? Asparagus. I knew him. And soft drinks. He doesn't like sodas. Oh, well, he has to say that. Yeah, because Michelle's <laughs> like, everybody get fit and dance. Yeah, so, but he, um, Barack Obama, President Obama does not like mayonnaise. Um, uh, BuzzFeed are all over this, unsurprisingly. With um, They've got uh, an article called 24 Reasons Mayonnaise is the Devil's Condiment. Uh, which I won't go into all the the reasons. I mean, they're basically just an excuse to have like funny photos of things, but, you know, mayo is the sandwich killer. It's ruined, blah, 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 blah. Uh, They've also got a video, um, and I'll play a little little bit of it in the background as I talk about it. It's called Mayo Haters Taste Test. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, Yeah, I have a pretty simple relationship with mayo, and it's that I hate it. I hate mayonnaise. Like a spoonful of mayo has the most disgusting consistency. Why would you eat a spoonful of mayonnaise? It's not very appealing to me. It's very much like an eggy, vinegary, gross. Mayonnaise. He's just described two ingredients of mayonnaise correctly. Yeah. So (laughs) that's the mayo haters taste test on BuzzFeed video. And on YouTube, it it has had uh, 1,277,000 views. 20,000 likes and only 970 dislikes. Mm. So that is surprising to me. Um, And I guess I started looking at kind of what's behind that hatred. I found a surprisingly detailed article. This is a long read. Like you've got to strap in for this one. It's called Why Do Jews Hate Mayonnaise? So there's a whole sort of cultural thing in there about mayonnaise being kind of white bread and mayonnaise being the real kind of middle America kind of um, flavorless, bland kind of food. Uh, and then they get into this whole thing about not only what m- makes mayonnaise disgusting, but what makes food disgusting, or what makes things disgusting. And this is from this article on Slate. Research into human disgust suggests that substances of animal origin, such as poop or mucus, are more commonly offensive than plant matter. Disgust theorists often explain this pattern by noting that rotten flesh can harbor deadlier microbes than moldering plants. The gross-out response presumably serves to protect us from noxious things. Research conducted in the US suggests that slimy, gooey, filmy, mushy and squishy things may arouse disgust. Even those words made me feel gross. In the 1990s, army researchers concluded the most widely disliked food item was liver. But mayonnaise kind of has some of those properties. So mayonnaise contains an animal product. Uh, uh, Just trigger warning here. It is reminiscent of pus or semen. This is Slate, this is not me, uh, and is remarkably slimy and jiggly. And anti-mayo campaigners do seem to agree that the condiment's gloppiness is central to its repulsive powers. I don't like that you're making people not like a food that they may have listened to because they love it so much. I just think that, you know, we, we need to, like, taste life's rich 
you know, stew of flavors. There's people out there who hate mayonnaise as much as you and I love it. But now I'm just going to be thinking about that every time I eat mayonnaise. Well, look, here's something that might make you feel better. Celebrity chef Mauro Batali in this same article is quoted saying, It's more than a condiment, my friend. Condiment is where it was born and that's where it lives. But using it as a main ingredient in baking and cooking is where the future is. When did this person say this? Was this in the 70s? No, this was like recently. Okay. So it's on the rise. You'll be fine, but I'm sorry for people who find it mucusy and jiggly. Mm. Yeah, I got I got no help for you. I'm surprised you haven't gone into the history of mayonnaise yet. Or have you and I just tuned out? <laughs> no, I haven't. I mean, there is some interesting stuff <laughs> no, about no, history it's okay, mayonnaise. It's okay, well, okay. we don't know where it comes from. Okay, well, maybe I'll just say okay. it. All right, you get in there. Okay, so it's reported to have been invented by a French chef in 1756. Mm. But judging on some of the recipes I've read, I feel like it really peaked in the 70s. Yeah. The 1970s. Can I just back up there? There's still a fight about whether it's French or Spanish as well. Okay, well, maybe say, save that for your round three. All right, cool. Um, so I watched an ad on YouTube for Kraft Mayonnaise in the 70s. And just to give you an example of some of the fucked up things they were doing in the 70s with mayonnaise, they spooned it on top of a fruit salad. <laughs> Why would you do that? But they really loved putting mayonnaise on everything in the 70s from what I can tell from Google. So you might remember in the banana episode, I made the banana candle, mm. a.k.a. the banana dick, oh, yeah. which had mayonnaise on top of the banana. So that was mayonnaise was incorporated into that recipe. And then in the pineapple episode, I think the liverwurst pineapple you attempted to create had mayonnaise in it. Yeah, so that mayonnaise (laughs) mixed with the liverwurst. I think that's why it didn't work. It didn't have (laughs) enough structural integrity. I put too much mayonnaise in. Exactly. Um, So obviously for this mayonnaise episode, I was dying to make another shit um, 70s recipe just for fun and then put it in the bin. Um, But Pat, my boyfriend, said, don't buy all this good food and assemble it into a piece of shit and then put it in the bin. Like, mm. that's just such a waste. Yeah, I wasted a lot of the worst. <laughs> I'm not proud. Which is true. So, um, which kind of like liberated me because I was able to find the most fucked up 70s recipe without the knowledge that I had to actually create this. Okay. So, the worst mayonnaise recipe I could find was the lime cheese salad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Let me read out the recipe. Lime cheese salad. Dissolve one package of lime jello in one cup of hot water. Add a third of a cup of cold water. So we're just making jelly here. Then you add two tablespoons of vinegar and one teaspoon of grated onion to to the jelly. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's it's a savoury dish. I gotcha. Pour half of the mixture into a jelly ring mould. Chill until firm. Then take the remaining jelly and chill until slightly thickened. Then fold in one cup of cottage cheese to the jelly and one tablespoon of mayonnaise and then blend. So now you've got a cheesy, creamy jelly for half the jelly. And then you pour that layer onto the firm, normal jelly and oh sorry normal with onion (laughs) and then um, chill all the jelly and then unmold it so this is in one of the old school um jelly rings that has like is like pointy and um looks really pretty and then you pour seafood salad (laughs) on top and put um (laughs) 
salad greens oh. around the rim. So I can show you a photo. I'm definitely going to put this on Instagram because it actually has a certain beauty to it. <laughs> wow. So you can see the more creamy jelly yeah. at the bottom with yeah. chunks of cottage cheese what? and mayonnaise. Seafood salad. Like if you'd said like any other salad, like I would be okay. Like bacon like cheap or something. tuna? <laughs> oh, no, okay, maybe not that. <laughs> oh, wow. That is worse than the liverwurst pineapple, mm. I've got to be honest. So I'm putting out a challenge to our listeners. If anybody would like to make the lime cheese salad, yeah. you will be my hero. Well, let's put the put the uh, the recipe up on, on our website. Yeah. If anybody makes it, <laughs> you're amazing. Wow. I've got to just take a deep breath and <laughs> deal with that. Okay, well, mayonnaise is egg, like a, a an acid, so like a lemon juice or a, a vinegar, and oil mixed together and emulsified. Yeah? Yeah. We're kind of with that. It kind of makes a creamy paste. What if I told you that mayonnaise, to me, for the first, say, 12 years of my life, was nothing like that? They didn't have it at the breakfast buffet. I don't think so. None of the Indonesian breakfast buffets I went to had that. Um, mayonnaise was a completely different concoction in my life. And to help explain it, I'm, I'm going to talk to an expert. Hello, Gail speaking. Uh, hi, Mum. It's Ingrid Apedia calling. Uh, yes, how are you? Good, thanks. You're talking to uh, Ben and Emily. Hi. Who are the hosts? Hi, Emily. Hi, Ben. Um, look, I just wanted to ask you. Um, I'm talking about the um, mayonnaise that that I would have known to be mayonnaise in the first twelve years or so of my life. Can you can you share with the Ingredipedia listen, listeners our family mayonnaise recipe? Oh, it was called the two minute condensed milk mayonnaise, and that's about how long it took to make. Uh huh. It was one tin of condensed milk, one tin of vinegar, and as much mustard as you could handle. You just whipped it together, put it in a jar, put it in the fridge, and it would last probably, I don't know, a week, if you were lucky. Can we, can we back up on, on the mustard? It was always Keen's mustard powder, is that right? It, that's right. It was Keen's mustard powder. Mm-hmm. Would you flavour it with anything else? I once remember trying, because we came from an Asian background, as you will know, mm-hmm. uh, we did try putting garlic in it once, which we now know oh. is aioli. That sounds uh, really it, good. I guess oh, it's aioli. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. It was crap. <laughs> um, where, where did you get the recipe from, Mum? Uh, from my mum, mm-hmm. uh, who probably got it from her mum. Because I know, I know my grandmother used to make it as well. Because remember, in those days, we didn't have all the commercially bottled and tinned and, and, and packaged dressings of any sort. So yeah. you could always find condensed milk, vinegar and mustard in your pantry. That was part of your staples. What? Um, I, also, just to back up for a second, you're saying in those days, like in the 1950s, you didn't have the packaged and jarred stuff. But it was available in the 1980s when I'm talking uh, when, about when, yeah, when you were a kid, but we probably couldn't afford them then. Right. And besides, that, that sort of two-minute mayonnaise was everybody my age, we, we're, a, you know, mums in our 30s, um, we all made it, we all liked it. The only trouble was it was incredibly sweet. Mm. 
Well, I've, I've actually got some here, Emily. I don't know if you've tasted oh, cool. it before. I've made some two-minute mayonnaise. Uh, Have a go, Emily. D- dip a chip into it. This is how we would... Better consistency than the fancy Momofuku mayonnaise it's held, it's held together well. Um, so, Mum, how would we eat it typically? What would we eat it with? Well, we used to often have it just with a salad, you know, just as an accompaniment with um, whatever was on the plate. Um, cold meat was always nice in a sandwich with cold meat. Mm-hmm. Always with fish and chips. Mm. I don't think I can remember ever having fish and chips with you guys without tomato sauce and mayonnaise. Mm. Or you'd use it at, at, didn't, Do you not remember that? Oh, no, I, I remember. This is the magic of, of podcasting. I'm, I'm asking you so that you tell okay. the listeners. Okay. <laughs> and the, the other thing it was used as a dressing in, in salads, like you'd make a potato salad with your own mayonnaise or you do a pasta salad mm-hmm. or a coleslaw or the filling of hard-boiled eggs to make your curried eggs. Yes. Now, and then you would have, have the Keen's powdered curry in it. Right, to make, to make deviled eggs. That's it. Yes, or savoury eggs, as some people call them. Now, let's just. Emily's just tasted it for the first time. And mm. what were your? I don't think. I don't think you added enough mustard powder, Ben. I, I actually didn't have. <laughs> I didn't have any mustard powder. Uh-huh. <laughs> call wow. out. Good palate. Wow. Yeah. No. Sorry. I actually put a tiny bit of of curry powder in there because I thought it would would work, but yeah, only a little bit. So sorry, Mum. I don't have any Keens. Can I borrow some Keens mustard powder when I'm at your place next? Oh, well, I can bring it with me when I come down. Thank you. Um, Mum, just one final question. When when was the last time you made it? Do you still make it? Do you still eat it? Not, oh, no, not as much now, Ben. Being diabetic, it's not something you want to eat a lot of. But um, I think I did make it around about a year ago mm-hmm. and loved it but decided it didn't love me. Right. It's time to let it go. So I, let it go. Special occasions only when you're feeling nostalgic. Um, Gail Birchall, home cook, and my mum, thank you very much for joining us on Ingredipedia. My son, Ben, and your friend, Emily. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. All right, so what did we talk about? Um, I talked about the fish finger buddy recipe from Jamie Oliver. I talked about red-eye mayonnaise, the Momofuku David Chang recipe. Then I talked about Kewpie Mayonnaise and the restaurant dedicated to it in Japan. I would go there. <laughs> uh, and I talked about uh, Mayonnaise Hatred. Then finally, I put the call out to our listeners to make me the lime cheese salad <laughs> with mayonnaise and cottage cheese in jelly. Gauntlet is thrown. And I talked about two-minute condensed milk mayonnaise uh, that you may have got the recipe for on the back of a condensed milk can sometime in the 1970s. Mm. You guys should follow us on Instagram because I'm going to put up that recipe for the jelly just to make it really easy for you to make it. And probably also going to put up a picture of the um, of the cocktail with the mayonnaise rim just because that's really beautiful okay. as well. Uh, there's not really much to look at. Uh, my mayonnaise is not much to look at. I don't think we'll put them on Instagram. Oh, we should. I'm going to stay here yeah. and eat them all day. <laughs> They'll definitely make Twitter. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Thanks for listening to our mayonnaise extravaganza.